Financial Grown-Up Guide, Kindness Tips for Grown-Ups with Simple Acts author, Natalie Silverstein. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Welcome, financial grown-up friends, to a special financial grown-up guide. We are talking ways to be a kinder grown-up because we all have to give back, guys. It's an important part of being a financial grown-up with my special co-host, Simple Acts author, Natalie Silverstein. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on your new book. We're going to talk more about that and you have brought with you four amazing tips. But first, I just want to remind everybody that if you are looking for what we call our classic episodes, where we talk to high achievers who share their money stories and everyday money tips, those drop on Mondays and Thursdays. We have a huge library of them, more than, oh, 170 at this point, I think. Go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown up podcast to check them out or wherever you are listening to podcasts. But if you go to my webpage, we now have a search bar so you can search for a person or a topic, whatever you're interested in. You can also DM me on all the socials on Instagram. I am at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel, and even email me directly, hello at financialgrownup.com if you want suggestions of different types of episodes or topics that you want to hear more of. I can direct you to some, or if it's something we haven't done, We'd love your suggestions, as I said. So be in touch. All right, let's get to Natalie and her great ways for financial grownups to be a little kinder. So thanks for being here, Natalie. Thank you so much, Bobby. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that you finally wrote this book. We've known each other actually for quite some time. You've started the New York chapter of Doing Good Together. Tell us actually a little bit about that and about the book and then I'm sorry, I'm teasing everybody so much, but then we really will get to your (laughs) kindness tips. Absolutely. So Doing Good Together is a national nonprofit based in Minneapolis. It has a fantastic website with tons of resources for parents. Their mission is to help parents raise kids who care and contribute, which is an awesome mission. Uh, It's www.doinggoodtogether.org. And so I curate a listing of family-friendly volunteer opportunities here in the New York City area, and that is pushed out to my subscribers, and I've been doing that for about six years. Doing that work. And over the course of those years, I became kind of the de facto expert in this in family service. And I started speaking to school groups and other parents. And through that, I decided to write a book because it seemed like a lot of folks were really desperate and really interested in getting ideas and resources for ways to give back with their kids. And they just didn't know where to start. So I created this really fun, really easy to use guide, which has fun chapters like how to incorporate service in birthday parties and play dates and when you go on vacation with your kids, has a month-to-month listing of the holidays and a state-by-state listing of resources. So a very functional, very accessible resource guide for parents. And there are a few little fun stories sprinkled in there about my family and, and the trials and tribulations of trying to raise nice kids. And you actually share one of those stories in the classic episode that we recorded, and we'll make sure to leave a link to that in the show notes for this episode, which again can be found at bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grownup podcast. All right. But so let's get, you also have a lot of tips for us grownups sure. to be a little bit more kind. And the first one has to do with actually communicating to the organization. Tell us more about that because that's something that we often want to just show up and 
there's a little more to it. Right. We sort of, we want to do what we want to do for someone else when we don't really think about what they need from us. And so I think this really comes back to finding out what you're passionate about, what you're interested in, the ways that you want to help in your community, and then figuring out the organizations in your community that are meeting those needs for people and talking to the organization and really identifying the things that they need or want from their volunteers or from the community and matching up those two things. If you're really interested in helping seniors and you want to bring, you know, blankets to your local nursing home, but you come to find out that they don't need any blankets. They actually would really like some mail because we know that institutionalized elderly people who live in homes typically don't get a lot of mail and they don't get a lot of visitors. So maybe it's just something as simple as actually going and and visiting and bringing a picture or a photograph or a letter um, or having kids if you have children to make some letters, make draw some pictures, you know, really matching the things that you want to do and want to provide with what the organization actually needs. And that is an important thing because we do often just forget to actually just ask, what do you need? Right. I mean, sometimes they just need money. I mean, sometimes organizations just need cash, right? And if what you can provide is a fundraising tool for them to get the things that they actually do need, you know, you just want to be really mindful of not putting your own needs in really listening and not having it be about you. It should be about the people that you're trying to help. Exactly. But the one thing that should be about you is the second tip that you brought, which has to do with using your skills. I mean, maybe you can do something for them that they would otherwise have to pay for. Absolutely. Well, just in terms of using your actual skills, you know, there's so many programs with seniors where you can go and teach them about using their telephones, teach them about using their computers. There are lots of programs around that so they can communicate with their grandchildren who live far away. You know, if you want to tutor children um, in reading, writing, math, whatever. Obviously, many, many schools are looking for people who have the skills and the patience to sit and do that. You know, if you're an artist, you can offer your skills and your talent to help paint murals for someone. Obviously, if you're a musician, you can go and have a sing-along. You can play the piano at a soup kitchen, which is something I talk about in my book that my son actually got bored with the serving of the meal and he sat down and started playing the piano. And honestly, him giving that gift was more important than and the, the meal prep and the meal cleanup. So it's really about using your skills and figuring out how you can share what you have, your knowledge, your passions, your talents with people who, who need those things or who would whose lives would be enriched and whose lives would be made better by you being there and doing those things for them. And you make an excellent point because some of the skills could be as simple as teaching someone how to use Facebook so they could communicate with people because as you also mentioned, People don't get a lot of visitors, but at least that way, in theory, they would at least be feel more connected to people that they care about. They can't always physically come and visit them. They might not have the tools to understand how to use the social media things. Connecting is really important. And that brings us to number three. What is your third tip? Well, any activity for adults and for children is better when you do it with friends. You know, in the book, I talk about scheduling playdates for your kids with other children and then doing a kindness activity, baking cookies, making cards, delivering them to your local fire station or police station, or making cards for the military and sending those out. Kids love to do arts and crafts and other activities. They love to do things together. And so making a service project fun makes it better for everybody. Similarly, I think for 
for adults or for grownups, for everybody. You know, if this is something you're passionate about and you're out there volunteering, you're going to be more motivated to go. You're going to enjoy your time more. If you're with friends and certainly with your family, and if you're doing something with your children, invite your friends and their kids along. You want to do a park cleanup? Bring everybody. Do a cleanup for about an hour. Bring some blankets, some balls, some picnic basket, and then have some fun. You know, I think it can be both doing good and having a good time and that that requires you reaching out to other people. It also makes terrific connections. I mean, volunteering, they know for a fact, makes people less lonely, less isolated, less depression. I mean, it's just a wonderful way to give of yourself and you feel so good in doing it and doing it with other people. Absolutely. And then your fourth and final tip actually has to do with letting other people know what you're doing as a way to inspire them. Absolutely. You know, I love to post on social media when we go out and do something great and something fun because I think a lot of times friends see learn about an organization from me posting about it and the fact that they can take their kids there or that they can go and volunteer there. So I spread the word as much as I can on social media. I think that everyone is sort of desperate to find out where they can go and do good, not just around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, but all the time. And if you know about a great place where you can go and volunteer, where you can donate your gently used things from your home, clothing, shoes, books, whatever, share that, spread the word, because that's just good for the organization. It's good for the clients, the people that are benefiting, and it's good for your friends too. And I'm glad that you're reminding people of that because many people feel that they want to keep their philanthropy a little bit under the radar. I know people that often donate anonymously because they say, well, I don't want to make people feel pressured that they should give, that they should do that. I want to kind of make it my private thing. I don't want to use it to promote myself. But in fact, that's not really the case. By sharing it, you're often inviting other people to join you effectively. Absolutely. Some of the organizations I feel most passionately about, I learned about through my friends becoming passionate about them and supporting them. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be your time. It can be your skills. You know, so I think that that's what's important. It's not always writing a check. It's about giving of yourself. And sharing with others, sharing the experience with others and inviting others to be part of it. And also Being involved in the organization, just showing up and being there, as you said so well, sometimes people just want a visitor. Right. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Yep. Tell us quickly, where can we learn more about you and Simple Acts? Absolutely. So uh, you can go on the Griffin House website. I have Instagram, Simple Acts underscore guide. I'm on Twitter, on Facebook, Simple Acts Guide. I have a website, uh, simpleactsguide.com. That's all. Awesome. Thank you so much. And congratulations again. And thank you for doing the book. We all need little reminders of all the good that we can do. Thanks so much, Bobby. I appreciate it. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.